and welcome to the Hear Me Media episode. I'm indulging you so that you may still know that I am your friend. And I'm joined by Frank. Frank, how are you doing? Hello, Leon. I am uh, hiding underground and uh, laying low, pretty much, which is what I do most of the times. Or secluded in my personal castle. Each works. Mm. Either works. But can you tell? Can your castle teleport from underground? Not anymore. It can't. No, yeah, no, that's... not anymore. Yeah, it's am I right? Anyway, uh, and we are joined by someone. Am I someone? Uh, I, if you want to be. <laughs> uh, hello again. Um, if you don't know me by this point, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Jay. I am from. Uh, both the Library Punk podcast and the Sicko Mode Cannibal uh, Tinder Subject uh, podcast. Um, I also did the Velvet Goldmine episode, and it was super fun, and the Undemon recently. Um, and I am currently um, also sitting alone in my castle, uh, drinking white wine to myself like the Real Housewives of uh targo vista or whatever and wondering if i'm going <laughs> real insane. romanian while, housewives while wallowing right. in my own emptiness my own loneliness yeah sick 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 too real <laughs> no it's only a problem when you talk to puppets that's that's what i uh that's what i surmise does arthur count <laughs> <laughs> no no i think that's that's still a living being i feel it's like a still staff uh, like Okay. We have low. There is. We had, have not yet hit rock bottom. Is all I'm saying. But okay. But uh, no. I mean, you're talking about uh, besides the couple of very obscure references. We are talking about the Netflix show. For fuck's sake. Yeah, I'm so sorry, but we're talking about Castlevania, and I wanted to do something scary that Frank can watch. And uh, right. Castlevania is one of those things that I thought would be a great episode for this podcast because it's like <gasps> it's a video game, but it's also a series. Wow, and vampires, uh, vampires, Frank. Anyway, um, <laughs> you like those, don't you, Frank? <laughs> I certainly do. <laughs> and then, like, you know, we had like a, a whole episode of it, like, we, we talked about gay vampires, and then, like, Frank's connection, like, just shed the bath throughout the entire episode. Yeah. So, me, Leslie, and Kate had a lovely conversation about vampires. So, Frank, did. like, every so often, like, <laughs> like smokes signals into the episodes. And, help, uh, great time. Help. So yeah, precisely. So I, there were like a couple of things, and I was like, "Oh, I wish Jay was there as well." And then I was like, "Well, it's five people episodes, maybe a bit much." And I was like, "Okay, well, let's do now. Give Frank a redemption chance to talk about vampires, and and also invite Jay on to talk about vampires." Yay. Yeah, it's it's the scary month still. I guess I'm not. This is not going to be released. It, and they're kind of gay <laughs> vampires. The, the the patron is not high enough for me to finish it by tomorrow. Sorry, guys. I love you guys, but it's not going to be released in on uh, October. But uh, it's already November. And it, well, the real it, ones yeah. know that spooky season is all year long. Yeah, no, exactly. Precisely. I do hate Goth, the cost supremacy. Du jour, uh <laughs> idea that like November is already Christmas month, and the my hate is double Toronto as a non Christian and as but also I feel like. At least it needs to be towards towards the end of November. Like November is still a scary month. I feel like anyway. I'm going to ruthlessly enforce that with the next HBM episode. More about that, not now. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's, it's this Netflix show that is based on a video game, and I would like to ask uh, mainly Frank, but Jay, you can chime as well. I don't think I, <laughs> I would love to know what you think. <laughs> but um, is this the first good video game adaptation property, Frank? I think that's pretty damn accurate. That yeah, is. I just released that. Like, 
so for those who don't know, every everybody is like so desperate to make like a video game adaption of of anything. And like, oh, it should be a movie. It should be a movie. And like, no, no, no for, this is always a terrible idea. The idea that gets championed a lot is like, oh, Bioshock should be a movie. And like, no, it's literally a blank character. The guy doesn't exist, and it doesn't matter because you, the player, exist. And anyway, it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, this is like the first sorta good adaption of a video game. Yeah, I think so. That that seems to track to some degree that this this was actually like a good idea of getting uh, a franchise and and getting some good ideas and some great characters from it and just, you know, going for your own storyline and, you know, not trying to to do the same exact thing that the games do in a less fun, less interesting way. Well, I mean, I that's do... what the games do. Like, Dracula is not a Castlevania character. Dracula is from another property that then they took. Carmilla is also not a Castlevania exactly. character. Like, Varney the vampire is not a Castlevania character. Like, all of these are other things. That So it makes complete sense to, like, then just take that sandbox and do what you want with it while, you know, staying true to the spirit. But I don't know what video games are, so. <laughs> I think it's very funny that, like, the first good video game, video game adaptation is somebody not adapting the video game. It's, it's just like, yeah, I just call it. it might, maybe it, maybe uh, that's a testament to something then. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, st- I still have to make up my mind if, like, I do believe it can be done. But, A, the, the, once again, they've always tried to make movies. Don't. Uh, like sh- short form series, I think is way better for video games because once again, there's so much room for creative reinterpretation and like you know, like mm-hmm. uh, the, once again, reframing these things and like make it actually fit the fucking form that you're trying to push it into, <laughs> and all all that jazz. And uh, but but there is some video game in there, as as, as I will sprinkle throughout the. Uh, uh, there's also some history in there. Wow, uh, it, <laughs> it's 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 not great. But it's not bad either. It's, it's not terrible. It's, it's We've seen okay. worse. We've yeah, seen we, much oh, worse. Oh, God, we have seen worse. <laughs> anyway, we we do need to do an episode on that. Anyway, so yeah, uh, fucking, I don't know. Uh, what uh, what I know, no, Jay, uh, Jay doesn't know what video games are. But what what because uh, of any games have you played that you want to talk about, Frank? What uh, what's your introduction to it? Let me just say it's fifty percent of all Metroidvania. It is. Um, I, I suppose I have to make a confession here. Well, I've made it elsewhere in the midst of the two-hour and something episode about our top 100 games. Two uh, hour and 20 minutes, I know. I've edited <laughs> all of it. The recording was two hour 40 minutes. Christ. That's <laughs> terrible. Well, it was not a good idea. We should have just done top 50. I don't know what we were thinking. Anyway. It was still a great deal of fun, and I think it, was. it works. It was. I think it works. We, I mean, Never again, though. Never, never gonna do that again. <laughs> um, for upwards of two hours and thirty minutes, we'll see if we can get editors. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good baseline given um, some of our friends' recent special episode. <laughs> oh god, but... that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> for another time. Yeah, um, I've only properly played Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah, that's um, the best one, so it's fine. It's, yeah, you know... uh, haven't finished it though. Haven't finished oh, that's, it. Mm, okay. I know. When I was a kid, I watched my stepdad play. Oh. I think it was Symphony of the Night. Or it was one of them on the PS1, <laughs> I one think. And I just remember thinking it was spooky and cool, and I liked the music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
because I've always liked spooky shit. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this whips. (laughs) You're always correct. I was always correct. This is true about me. (laughs) No, definitely. But like the music, especially from Castlevania, is very iconic, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Like it is part of that, like, you know. Once again, I, I joked earlier, like, it's half a Metrophenia. What I mean with that is that Metroid is, like, the other side-scrolling uh, game. And uh, Vania comes from Castlevania. They are just slapped those together. This is like, oh, these are two or so iconic for this genre. Let's just call it a Metroidvania. Because uh, gamers are notoriously shit at coming up with no terminology. But this one's kind of cute. I, I, I like it. You know, it's one of the best. It's indicative of something, I would say. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's something. Uh, it's better than... The Dark Souls of... Anyway. Roguelike uh, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well, bro, yeah, I guess. Once again, I'd, I'd let this better than Roguelike, indeed. I, I would say that at least at least we are like acknowledging history or something. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'm not... Also, uh, and please note, dear listener, that I'm not at all going to put forth a better terminology. I'm just going <laughs> to ruthlessly criticize other people. It's like, that way, madness lies. Yeah. yeah, precisely. So, yeah, I don't know. What's, what's something you guys want to like get into uh, once again it does it, just watch the show uh, i'm not gonna bother with like uh so there's this dude called trevor uh he like kills people he meets this uh totally not european minority inspired group of people uh that can do magic which is no we're not gonna get into that one um i like her uh she's called cypher and Cypher's uh, so good <laughs> yeah i mean she okay well i like her i like her a lot um i'm we might have to like for five minutes talk about how the show treats women which is not great but besides that it's, it's not bad it's not the worst we have we once again we have seen worse oh god we have seen so much worse but yeah. i do i do think it's a bit unfortunate in a couple instances uh and uh there's this other good called adrian adrian is like the worst name like imagine carrying something for nine years uh, nine nine months and be like age adrian so yeah those those three are like a thing that are that are mad at someone's dad who like oh yeah but that's that's the first thing we need to talk about um like there's this cool like wife and she gets killed like it's just like a thing she gets classic fridge yeah, she, 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 yeah. <laughs> i'm surprised like, they didn't put her in a fridge like <laughs> fridge if a fridge indeed, existed yeah. in 14 whatever the fuck that she would have yeah. been in it <laughs> no it's 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 exactly like that thing and i i um oh god i don't know if it's still up but it was this like uh online blog thing where you could submit your poems and the po- there was only like one rule like you should start your poem with the woman dies and like was about fridging and like they is each iteration was like oh it gives the woman dies so to give the man the man plot development or whatever and like yes <laughs> that's that's exactly it that's what always happens uh oh christ once you see it it happens so many fucking times and it's like terrible but anyway, I, I don't know what it was called. I'm so sorry, but I was reminded of like that uh, long collection of like uh, individually submitted poems with with that one line in it. And um, anyway, just so that everyone knows, yeah, that that's that's not a good thing to do ever. Yeah, no. uh, it wasn't cool. Um, but yeah, uh, at least at least uh, I will say, fridging bad, but giant fire face above church good i think like at least he's like maximizing on the terrible <laughs> terrible setup that's all i'm saying like you know yeah. the did, one thing you didn't, did beat you kid. shouldn't do the one thing i asked you not to do and then you've done it so let me destroy <laughs> humanity i feel like that's fair 
I mean, this, I, I feel like this show is, um, cause I, I love the show. I think it's really good. But one thing that annoys me about it is, um, how like edgelord, uh, Reddit <laughs> atheist it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, oh, a woman doing science, fucking <laughs> ignoring that science and religion, like the church was doing science at the, uh, like the Catholic church was doing science at the time. This is not me defending Catholicism. Um, and like Islam was also doing science and stuff like, th- like science and religion were very incorporated at this time because that was just like such a part of people's lives. And exactly. I hate the edgy Reddit atheist shit <laughs> of like, Oh, the woman's doing science. She's a fucking witch. These people haven't read Sylvia Federici. Like, nope. <laughs> um, so I just like the way that the show treats religion um yeah. because like show, fuck, fuck ward ellis like one like that guy's like a sex pest or something um but like i feel this feels like very like in the realm of reddit atheist and that's the the main thing that annoys me about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> well not the main I, thing but <laughs> i hate every show that makes me like as someone who's like <laughs> Not from one, uh, uh, but two uh, different uh, groups of people that were persecuted by the church. I hate every show that makes me want to defend the church. I'm like, yes. why, why do you do this to me? Like, yeah. Why would you ever? Why do you make me defend Catholicism? <laughs> yeah. no, no offense, Frank. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. None taken. Absolutely yeah. none taken. <laughs> and I, I don't know. So, uh, oh, a question that I did want to ask to like completely derail, because uh, it's about vampires, if you haven't caught on that to that, dear, dear listener. Uh, the, the dad is Dracula. Uh, that's uh, he's, he's like a thing in the show. He's the antagonist of the, of the first and second season. And uh, after we talk now and talk about that, I will talk more about the story because you don't really need to know anything else. And um, what's y- y'all's favorite vampire? What's like the uh, across in all the show fiction? or in general? No, all fiction. Yeah, like what's like? Oh, okay. now mm. we'll tell you if you're right or wrong. So <laughs> I kind of first. No, just kidding. Go on. My favorite vampire movie. Mm. is the lost boys mm-hmm. our our king gay king joel schumacher made it like it, i i just i love it to death it's so like homoerotic and great um it, like i i was on uh thanks for the memories i was talking about that one um so I, I really like those vampires i think they're like the fun edgy 80s vampires um i don't like but find interesting some of the stuff that stephanie meyer did with the twilight vampires Hmm. um because she doesn't just do the standard stuff that everyone else was doing and like she comes up with like cool reasons for why her vampires do what they do like they don't sparkle it's just that their the their body turns into something that's almost hard like diamond and refracts light right um i find that interesting now mm-hmm. granted was it also like really racist and based on a lot of like latter-day saints um theology that is like oh by the way brown people are bad um and, and native americans are red because that's the blood of jesus um that they denied him or whatever and all of the twilight vampires get paler skin when they become vampires that's bad um that's real bad but i like that she did something different for a Mm -hmm. change and i like the vampires in the hunger um i haven't read the book but in the movie at least the one with susan sarandon catherine Deneuve, and david bowie 
like the only vampire that is immortal that, that does like live forever until she's killed is the Catherine Deneuve sort of like her vampire. And then all of the other vampires that are her, are her lovers after a time, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. And then all of a sudden they just start degenerating basically. And you kind of don't learn why. Um, oh. And I find it really interesting. Um, like vampires then being confronted with aging um and and death and not being able to stop it even though they were promised immortality um so i i tend to like vampire stories that like like don't completely reject the sort of like here's in the like the quote i'm putting big quotes here <laughs> western canon right because i i recognize that there's a lot that draws like from like uh Rus- russian and slavic uh folklore mm-hmm. uh that the vampires are way different and there's vampires and like lots of different cultures um but um i I like ones that like are like branching off a bit where they try to do something different while still being like tied to dracula Mm. i guess that Mm. makes sense it does i i i can't think of too many at the top of my head i I can think of a few but like I, i there's something in me which i i'm always um i know utterly passionate and delighted about Bela Lugosi as Dracula. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like yeah. that is just such because that's kind of on the peak of for me it's like just the truly the luxury that power that ugh, all of that I don't like aristocrats but that's, that's kind of all, we're almost like mm, but maybe but probably not but maybe but you're so cool so yeah, and I think then you you have to go to to a Dracula like the ones in Castlevania and that where it's just like that level of style. Like there's something the for me. The drip <laughs> is uh, the, vi- the vibes and the drip are immaculate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. and asterisk about that later. I do think they make a sin, but anyway, it's not you know that. I'll I'll get to it. Um, it's it's in the tower, but we will talk about it. <laughs> I I I am like you know I'm, I'm kind of appalled to be you know sharing this podcast platform with people with such bad taste because the only correct answer is count counts, and like I don't know why <laughs> you know he wasn't I like called the count. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know why he was not brought up. I'm deeply disappointed. It's grossed out, and I don't know. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, no, I I, uh, I I once again I'm fascinated by like, um the broad spectrum of once again folklore that we mentioned just now and like how we can reiterate it uh if i have to give a more serious answer it would be reaches from the uh, witcher uh, trilogy a trilogy series sorry good call uh yeah yeah i know i know um it's uh (laughs) sorry sorry. (laughs) i'm so sorry don't (laughs) um (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I thought that was like, uh, from why, why, why then? That's a very interesting uh, reiteration and like having like this <laughs> approaching them. I've never seen a writer approach like uh, vampires as like pulp fiction, like not the movie, but like as, as pulp, like mm. just like having fun. Were, like, yeah. Yeah. Like just having like this little fun about like, oh yeah, no, we and, like this vampire saying during a dinner scene, like, yeah, we are terrible. At like uh, with garlic or like 
you know, of, or vampires are terrible at garlic. And we know that that's a guy is a vampire, clearly. But everybody at the table doesn't know that that's a vampire. And, like, you know, like, that kind of shit was, like, really funny. And, like, rediscovering, like, there's a hierarchy to, like, certain uh, vampire groups within that universe. And this show plays with that as well, to bring it back to the show. Sorry, dear listener. But They know what show they're listening to. They know, they know, they know. But <laughs> I, I don't think um, this Castlevania show uh, does it in an interesting way. So we see in this, um, in, in my favorite season of the show, uh, which is the second one, obviously. And we see this, like, Court of Dracula. And <laughs> it was at first, it was like, it had so much promise. As in... There were vampires all over from all over the world. It's like, oh, cool, like a Japanese one, Indian one. I'm assuming anyone looks West Indian. I don't know for sure. Um, and like, you know, a b- bunch of different, uh, like, from different cultures. And I was, I was like, but what did Dracula do to like? I need, I need a Dracula prequel. That's all I'm saying. Like, I just need to know. I just need to him like seeing swerving around, seeing what he did to like establish this very loose uh, vampire hierarchy, which like. But, but what did he do? I just need to know. I need to, I need to have the reference. I know that like not showing has a certain power as well, and so on and so on. But I just need to know like what what did he do? Like just hint at it a little bit, because everybody's like he's a philosopher, and like I I've never seen a philosopher rise to power. Like I'm sorry, that's just such <laughs> fiction from like the Greek uh, uh, antiquity. Like that never that never actually really happened. I'm so sorry. It, like so I'm, I'm just curious. Like what what exactly happened there? But. I suppose that is an indicative of being a good show then that I'm like curious and asking questions like, Hey, how does this work? And the show's like, ha ha here's, here's a protagonist that talks about drinking beer a lot. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, um, so to like early on summarize my show and then I'll shut up, uh, like summarize my thoughts on this show is that it's such an interesting show. I like it. I have watched it too many times to say, I don't like it. <laughs> there are so many what this show has a magical element to it that i don't think if i look objectively at the arcs and at the pacing of the show and what happens it shouldn't be good but it kind of is it, it it's it, it's a perfect example of a show that's uh, that's greater than its parts for some reason like and i don't really know why i think that other than like uh, oh, and the main character is Isaac. And I will die on that hill. That's, that's the main character of the show. I don't care that he's introduced in season two. That's the main character of the show. And anyway, we will get to him. Don't worry. I mean, I think a thing I like about the show is both that, like, I think a reason why it works so much is that, like, you know, this is a graphic, gory yes. show. Like, I think that's one reason why they like beyond it being a video game adaptation that like an- the animation works so well because you can get away with a lot more. Yeah. With with animation, <laughs> you could do a lot more fucked up shit with animation than without having to hire actors to do it or CGI or whatever. So it's like very graphic and gruesome and it takes itself very seriously, but not so seriously that it's not funny. Yes. it's really ridiculous it's very over the top when like you know alucard is just like fuck you i'm gonna turn into a wolf now uh, and it has like big sword like it's 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 goofy um the fight scenes are like really dramatic and everything and i love the like the little like the bitchy when are they gonna fuck banter between like trevor and and alucard right like it's a goofy show while also like being like so 
like gruesome and intense like to the point where like i have a hard time rewatching parts of it um it like just hits so hard it it i feel like it very accurately portrays that like breadth of like human emotion and experience that like even in these horrific times and situations they can still laugh at each other there can still be things that are funny there can still be love right like i don't know it's it's good that way um i'm glad they just didn't make it quote grim dark which is a term i don't really <laughs> like but i feel like yeah. this show could have like been a reddit atheist grim dark show so easily but it's not that's true it, it does uh, embrace something that i will uh, I've, i'm writing about and will eventually do some more episodes on other shows about this and whatnot. But like it, it carries a little bit of that silly to it. That's like, this is all quite ridiculous as well, isn't it? Um, and they're aware of it. I, so many conversations where I was like, you know, they're injured, they're hurting. It's like, and they crack a joke. It's like, can someone kill this person, please? Can someone just come and kill them? Like, I, I, I don't care. Uh, just annoyed at a, at a crack they make, they made, and it's moments like these where it's not just. Uh, and I do want to talk a bit about the not the graphic. I, I think the graphic parts of it, like they they hit some of them hit harder than others. Even so like hard, just, yeah. especially like towards the end of the show, like there's some sequences like what the fuck, uh, and previously like. Even the third season, whatnot, and the first few, it's like it just—it knows what it's doing. Yeah, but I don't think—and feel free to to dis- disagree with me—but I don't think it's entirely gratuitous uh, in terms of I the graphicness. Um, in terms of violence, there that I have a question I want to bring up. Yeah, um, but before before I get to that and, and uh, to to sidetrack, well. I don't know. We're we're very energetic. We're very much like this show. Lots of things, because uh, there's there's a lot. Uh, but I think on on the show working, it understands in a sense. I think what it's trying to do. It understands that its source material is vague, and it it, it builds upon its own source material. Uh, yeah. that the, uh, which is what you said before, right, Jay? That's like. Castlevania itself doesn't have the strongest continuity in the world, and uh, that's fine. And neither does um, the show. Doesn't need to have like the strictest connection to a game or the games or the franchise or whatever. It creates this mishmash, and you know, thinking back on some of the arcs and some of the pacing, like this really takes so long, or, or sequences that I watch as like this is going to happen like this, tired old cliche, isn't it? Of course it does. But it's still enjoyable, it's still fun, and it's still rewarding at the end of the day. And I, it nails it. it. Somehow it just nails it at the end. I also care about the characters. Yeah. <laughs> like, even exactly. the side characters, I care about them. They're interesting, yeah. or they're funny, or they're badass, or they're scary, or I hate them. Like, But I care about them <laughs> to some degree. Yeah. They all have at least a function. Like there are no like characters you could strip away without like giving tax to other people. And I think like it it's it strikes such a good balance because when you have so many things you can play with, like you have you have this very large uh, once again this this toolbox of, of folklore. 
like we what what monsters do we do and like then added on top of that toolbox of folklore you have to fucking video games which have like <laughs> even more fucking uh like monsters and all that jazz and uh th- this is where i reveal that like for instance uh hector and isaac which are introduced to us at Dracula's court as his human generals which is interesting because every oh, there are the vampires like why are we not in charge and then like it was explained that like oh well the humans actually and i we probably won't have time for this, but there's this very interesting element to the show that only humans can touch hell, which, once again, gets into this whole kind of occult thing, which the show does handle responsibly, I will say. Does it get sidetracked in some uh, slippery slope stuff? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll do a little, little writing thing on that, but it's... it's um, it, it it handles it more responsibly than I see like a lot of Hollywood movies, for instance, like uh, handle like the occultism, which is uh, oof, um, uh, <laughs> it's 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 I I just need one Jewish person to look at your supposed idea of occultism, like just to make sure that you're just not like <laughs> like you know like there's this meme about like the hand drawing thing and like uh, like oh like oh the hand and like the drawing. And like, and, and the hand is like Jewish mysticism, and the drawing is Hollywood movie evil religion, and it's just it's, I I hate it so much. Just let one there. So there's supposedly so many of them in in Hollywood, so it wouldn't be difficult to find. No. My point being is that um, <clears throat> it's just a little bit of everything. And and this show once again, I uh, I didn't really have to worry about it all that much. Um, no Jewish people in the show. That's that's hmm. uh, fine, I guess. Shrug. Uh, too busy hating on the Catholics. Okay, well, I'll, I'll take my losses. Um, <laughs> You'll allow it this I'll time. I'll allow it this time. Yeah, precisely. And uh, and like like for instance, there's this uh, introduction of the Enochian language, and there's also this very quick reference to the Adamic language. It's my favorite like bullshit idea that like is generated in this time. That the idea that we all uh, we talked about this on Babel, I believe, right? Well, it wasn't the book. I don't remember how much we were able to get into it. But oh. uh, the, in in Babel, it's fantastic. It's just like yeah, yeah no. Someone tried to make this up with the alchemy that we have here. The idiots. Yeah, definitely. And so um, this this these two characters are introduced to us because let's go back. I'm so sorry, dear listener. Um, these two characters are introduced to us called Hector and Isaac. I do find them very interesting. Uh, first off, uh, the only likable thing about Hector is that he has like the sickest outfit ever. Um, it, like it's just so cool. I like Peter his hair. Has a hammer. Isaac has a shitty little knife that doesn't really ever like work in action scenes. It's fine. I like Isaac a lot better, <laughs> but I just I I don't know. It's just and Isaac is a uh, um he's Muslim. Yeah, it's a Sufi. Like he's cool. a Muslim mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, he's Sufi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is which is a form of Islam. Yeah, it's but, a, um, a quote, uh, mystic form yeah. of Islam. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Islamic mysticism, and it's mm-hmm. it's uh, that's very interesting. Uh, the list, if you ever if you care about your mysticisms, uh, Sufism is honestly fascinating. It's really um, cool, yeah, yeah. And uh, what's going with this? And they all Hector wear, like, and Isaac. Yeah, and they all wear like a cool red sash to like so that they they are forge masters, which means that they can like get a corpse or something and like install it. Install like this. So that's interesting. At one point. A, the soul that was in that body is returned to it because we see that with the guy who bothers Isaac at the well. Um, mm-hmm. The guy, and like, but usually it's a different soul as we see with the Athenian philosopher, which I love, by the way. I love that bug-eyed little freak. Like, 
Christ. But anyway, I will get to it. But to to section off season one and two from three and four a little bit, just to give some very loose structure to this episode. We 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 engage with Hector and Isaac as like I suppose like as a way to like insert ourselves in these characters a little bit, which mm. is very clever given what they are gonna do in three and four, uh the seasons I mean. Which once again, we as as humans, you're looking like, oh, ooh, I wonder how the humans are going to survive in this very hostile, very, very fucking hostile vampire court. That the person who runs that no longer cares for because his wife died. I love Dracula's like reasoning for why Hector and Isaac should be above. He's like, well, they are humans and yeah. also want to genocide all the humans, and so they obviously deserve it better than the vampires who just want to <laughs> eat people. But these these fuckers are like nihilistic sickos yeah. so. <laughs> and i'm just like that's fun <laughs> definitely and i think like dracula is such a fascinating character that i'm perplexed that like i didn't think when i was watching season two and i knew it wasn't going to end at season two i was like are they going to kill dracula and like yeah at the end of season two they asterisk uh kill dracula for all intents and purposes for that period and time um but don't worry about that but he's such an instant character that i was like oh why even like when he's crazy once again like jay said he out rhetorics like still the other vampire elites and like you know he's this i'm just so fascinated by what did he do to become this renaissance man not to reiterate he's the goat he's just (laughs) fucking dracula like i love it so isaac and hector are actually from the video games Too much fun, and my internet decided I'd had enough. Um. So fuck. What was I? What I was saying? Right. So don't know if any of this is gonna like line up editing, but I don't care. No. Um. So yeah. So I, Hector, and Isaac are actually um from the video game, and like Hector got his insane good-looking outfit. Sadly, the best outfit I would say throughout all. But he does get some competition. Uh, season four Isaac gown is just kiss. It's beautiful. I love Alucard's like stupid slutty little like belt. <laughs> Same. I I'm, love. I'm I love someone now, who so wears I'm... a bunch a bunch of harnesses and belts for no reason. I'm depressed, so I have to I have to show off my midriff. I, like, I love the just... coat hanging over the shoulders. That's my favorite. Look. It turns into wings, by the way. Oh, of course. It turns into... <laughs> because of course it does. Um, Alucard has this other amazing property where he like. So one of the strengths of this show, to make it to to get back to the analytical part, maybe a little bit. Um, one of the strengths of the show is that Alucard, in the final battle of season two, when he finally confronts his dad, because we all know that's going to go there. Um, in that in that in that moment, he turns into a wolf, and, and we are like, yeah, no, that seems right. That, that seems like I, I don't know. <laughs> Was that established? Fuck no. But uh, Dracula <laughs> in the book can do that. Okay. Well, I feel still like <laughs> Alucard. Uh, sorry, Adrian. Because uh, you can't let him define him by, him, by his father. Um, he is the yellow card, if you will. No. Um, he, but it's never really, like, in the show established that he can do that. But the show is strong enough that, like, I don't know, he could just kind of do that. And we are fine with it. I don't trust anybody's, like, um, it wasn't built up to that or whatever. Like, um, eh, no, it, it, he can just do that. Look look at him. Look, ding. Look at that man. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> the, the, the fucking... 
shitification of cinema cinification of of media is like terrible but um no anyway so this this uh i think that's the strength of the show that we are just like yeah no that that, that checks out and um despite like having a couple of great outfits um hector did get his one from the video games i just need to show my fellow uh people here the isaac outfit that we were I mean, we were robbed, but I'm also, a... you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna show these people. I'm gonna show it. To... No, that's the wrong one. That's that's me. And we were robbed of this very specific Isaac, and I'm just, I'm just. Sad. Oh, bitch! <laughs> Precisely. I mean, I enjoy like Sufi Isaac, but oh, Sufi definitely. Isaac in that outfit. Yeah. Oh. I, I just want. I just needed somebody to like wear those boots. I just needed to, like, you know. I want to wear those boots. Yeah, you know, the pants, boots thing, the clasp. And the stuff. boots are like attached by like a garter on the pants. <laughs> so, like to people, like, oh, this is like a horny show, or whatever. Like, no, the games are implicitly so much hornier than anything the show puts forward. Which All is of the sex funny. in the show is like assault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty it's, much. Mm. Except for like us, like you know, like a couple of scenes, but like for the most that, part, like you know, anyway. sex is referenced, but in like the most heterosexual way, where a man compares it to beer, and I'm like, okay, well, that's okay, that's that's also terrible. You um, see like Cyphus tits at one point, and I'm like, okay, do we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you see like the under, yeah, right. And then it's, it's yeah, yeah, when she and Trevor fuck. Yeah. Well, we don't see them fuck. I believe we just see like post coital like. Yeah. casual conversation which is like uh, uh, I guess yeah, sure I suppose that's but, uh, preferable to a bad sex scene but bad sex scenes can <laughs> yeah. be hilarious as anyone who's ever oh, seen yeah. something about right to hell retribution can tell you oh that's we don't have time. we do not yes. have time for that <laughs> but we will probably I, have to show Jay afterwards yes it's so intrinsically bad that I'm almost hesitant to call it a sex scene which is such a unique thing. Anyway, that's not a hill there. Um, don't need to get into the politics of sex scenes. But, because we already did we've that with that Jay. Yeah, well, yeah, we've done that exactly with Jay. That's the only that. reason yeah. you bring me on this show. <laughs> no, but... Um, so this, this this very interesting relationship with Hector, who, whose personality changes, and with Isaac, whose personality changes. But Hector at least looks like Hector from the game, whereas Isaac is a whole new character. As far as I'm aware, mm-hmm. I have not played all the Castlevania games, but I did do some like bare minimum research for <laughs> for this episode. And, and once again, I I don't know. I I, I think <laughs> what I mean with like oh some things shouldn't work is that like I said earlier, like a joke, like well, well I didn't joke. Like Isaac is the best character in the show, in my opinion. Like I relate to Isaac <laughs> to Isaac on a um unhealthy amount <laughs> like it's not it's something i necessarily like or whatever and i i i i want to like hector so bad but i just can't um hector is this like please love me like this 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 i don't know there's this desperation he's to him. a simp and uh, yeah, he is well the simp I, he's it's, the it's simp so, it's so interesting because there's this moment with hector that is fascinating i believe it's in the first episode of season uh of season two episode one where he is like um, <laughs> where he's like regaling you with like his backstory. I believe it also happens in, in season, uh, episode three. But um, there's this moment where 
Hector looks into the fire and you hear the sound of his parents dying and trapped in the house that's on fire. And I'm like, but this, this, which is so funny because that's not what Sims do. Like, Sims are pathetic and like weak and whatnot. And sometimes Hector is pathetic and weak with his big bad eyes. But he's also capable of like great violence, which I do find fascinating. Like, because we yeah. don't. Really... And betrayal and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And we don't really like, people are so afraid to play with things. Because they are afraid to end, end up at an unrecognizable point. I was like, no, horrors beyond my imagination? Yes, please. Like, it's just, wh- why not play with these things? I don't know. Yeah, it, it's one of the things that it does, I think, with uh, seasons three and four, with the, the character of the Comte de Saint-Germain, uh, who has mm-hmm. this uh, clear downwards arc, uh, to put it in those terms, but that it's still interesting to see. That's like, he's not his, he's shifted his morals a great deal and he's not evil per se or, or what we might call well, and he's French so <laughs> he's the what did it cost everything exactly exactly <laughs> uh, and he's very much just like no I, I, I have to do if only you didn't do this I we didn't have to do this but you had to make it difficult um, yeah. which is the abuse rhetoric. Yeah, which is pretty scary. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. it does interesting art. And, and on the other hand, you have how the seasons is playing Hector and Isaac, and how they are uh, their arcs are changing or their stories are changing. How they redefine their positions as having been a long time. You know these. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like the show does something like that as well. That's like they were secondary characters, but they can be. F- primary characters as well for their own lives so i feel like the show does that in its own language of them yeah they like the show like the way it treats their like their respective like relationships to power yeah because like they're like sort of like they're like dracula's like lackeys but then they sort of do their own thing but then hector is also sort of like sex slaved to like lenore but then like sort of then enter and you know like siren alert like this is not me saying he entered into this relationship consensually (laughs) but like it turns into like him being more with her but then he's able to like get rid of that like and then isaac also has the relationship with like the fry's eyes or like the night creature who was like yeah thanks for bringing me back man like the creepy little fuck (laughs) um and so like these like people who were sort of um subjugated or even enslaved or whatever then being in positions of power and then how then that is turned on them or their relationships to it respectively i find really um interesting um, because it's not like an overt like we are making a statement about power but it's like so just like woven into everything else that this show is trying to communicate that it's like it's really good no no carry on that's exactly like uh, where I eventually wanted to go like because in, in season two introduces uh, inter- introduces introduces the um, the final character uh, well since Frank already delicately introduced uh, Saint Germain, um, it's uh, which ah, okay, no, sorry. Let's very quickly do a round. Like, how do we feel about the introduction of real life folkloric figure from the fucking seventeen hundreds, uh, Saint Germain? 
Um, do we if you have any strong feelings about that? He did say he was 500 years old to Voltaire, I believe. So I I don't know. Like it, it could like at least they they you know they did something with it. There's a there's a throwaway line where he says uh, alone to himself. That's like you're fucking immortal. You can do this. Of course you can. <laughs> and I'm not sure he is. Yeah, but we do see him die. So we, like we do. I don't think he is. But for some reason, then yeah. he's like he makes that statement. It's like. Okay, if you say so. So, like, to get ahead of ourselves a little bit and like talk about season three, uh, Saint Germain. Um, once again, so for those who don't know, like, there is this once again this weird figure called Saint Germain. Just, just, just like look him up. It's 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 interesting. I uh, love all his little stupid little nicknames. And is he? <laughs> and I don't know. I, I do feel like I've such a, I've such a slightly, uh, whiplash reaction to these kind of things because. And I'm just going to tell this story real quick because it will please one listener. One, um, uh, me and a friend used to watch a show called uh, Vikings by the History Channel, Ooh. and that show is not good. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It's so. Um, th- there's this moment, real quick, which if I could tell you the context, it will not make it any better. So I'm just not going to tell you the context. <laughs> um, there's this moment where the sons of the legendary Viking called Ragnar Lothbrok. Um, meet the king of Norway, which wasn't a thing at the time, but that's fine. Norway wasn't a thing, and he um, is introduces himself as Olaf the Stout, which is a Norwegian king from eleven hundreds. The sons of Ragnar lived at eight hundred, so that's like three hundred years in the future. It's like yeah, just this Norwegian king lives now in this show because he's interesting or whatever. But also that. Olaf the Stout is a Buddhist, which, <laughs> which okay. is almost represent like, baby. <laughs> well, but so, so we can do this. We can do. We can be weird like this. I think, especially from history that's like medieval. I would say mm-hmm. uh, if if we go a little bit uh, shorter back, like nineteen hundreds. I don't do this bad idea. Um, but like so far, this far back is fine. But the show needs to like pivot in order to embrace that kind yeah. of thing. And the Vikings definitely did not do that. It, like, I mean, I don't feel like Castlevania is trying to do historical accuracy. No, so I don't give a shit. It works here. But yeah. in the show Vikings, where it tried to be like grim yeah. and like, well, once again, exactly the thing that we we're going to talk about, Frank. Um, this, this, it, at a table, it's this embracing of like, oh, grim Vikings. Uh, and like, then just having this Buddhist Norwegian king that like lived 300 years and wasn't Buddhist. It's just. I don't know. Once again, the messaging is all over the place, and it's not good. But, um, yeah, so once again, Jermaine being there is, is fine by me. He even wears, like, little outfits that are not from that time, so I do like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the Infinite Quarter is an actual concept. Is that, like, a cold thing or something? Because The what, sorry? The Infinite Corridor. Is that, like, an actual cold concept? Uh, it's a thing that? in Castlevania. It's a level. Oh, all right. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were being cunty, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> no, Frank. No. Rarely. <laughs> you mean in the in the game? <laughs> I my track record is I'm cunty by accident. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> tracks. I'm sorry. No. Infinite corridor. Is that like a? Um, there's something at MIT called the Infinite Corridor. Oh, that's that's already. But I don't think that's <laughs> what we mean here. Um, yeah, no, I think 
uh, I don't think it's a thing. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Shane. Um, no, but librarian on the on the <laughs> on the beat. Yeah. So that's uh, Chase, our designated look it up guy. It's um, yeah. No, but uh, yeah. So and uh, so there's this once again. There's a confrontation between uh, Elocard and Adrian. Whatever. I don't know anymore. Uh, that guy, the blonde guy, uh, the androgynous blonde guy that does get less androgynous, sadly, throughout the show, but it's fine, it's okay. And he gets, like Jay said, he gets some cool belts and, like, a cape, so it's it's fine. Um, it's, <laughs> it's it's all fine now. That's, that's, He's that's... Just, he just looks like Sephiroth. Like, I mean, also, I don't know dick about Final Fantasy, but I also <laughs> relate to Sephiroth. Like, I relate to, like, Alucard. Like, Adrian is obviously the character in the show. I'm like, that one's me! Um, and then Sephiroth as well, because he was driven mad by libraries and wears slutty little harnesses. So, mm. and that's all I know about him. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes pop out at one wing and, like, I don't know, it's whatever. Yeah, and sure. Yeah, same for Alucard. Like, he doesn't need him, but he sometimes pop out the wing. Like, anyway. So... Yeah. Usually, like a show, um, somebody who like deals with vampires a lot, like they get kind of like stuck in the oh, what what rules do we apply to like vampires? And I do love a show that's like very clearly demonstrating like, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Just I don't know, like <laughs> like they just read, they cool. just read a book and can like turn into a wolf. It's fine. Don't don't worry about it, you little fuck. And I'm not saying that there's not anything to be like gained or. If you have very specific rule sets like a Vampire Masquerade, for instance, or like something mm-hmm. like that, um, that, that's not automatically a bad thing. Uh, but you do need to understand that those rules must serve you. So yeah. Masquerade, Masquerade mm-hmm. is a, a tabletop RPG, like originally, I believe. Um, right? Yeah, I think but, so. Yeah, uh, and then it was a LARP. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so rules then can formalize and like help translate uh, translate like interactions between group by, by, by players that play that game. And to do that for, like, a Netflix uh, TV show in which, like, animation is, like, its its um, main thing, like, to have then a very tight, rule-driven group of people, it's like, eh, don't do that. Just, just focus on... Make him turn like, into a fucking wolf. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> precisely. Like, make him turn into a fucking It'd wolf. be sick. <laughs> precisely that. And, I don't know. I think that that's very smart. Like, I think that's something people... Especially the fucking redditors uh, and like these uh, cinema sins people and like fuck whatever, like they need to get it through their thick fucking skulls. Yeah, I feel like the right good podcast, which is very good. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> right good. It's R I T E G U D. Um, they talk a lot about how like people in spec fic, but specifically like in fantasy, like a lot of people these days like think that good world building means that they have to have this like overly wrought overly thought out uh magic system yeah. it's like no just Brandon make it cool like yeah yeah just make it cool <laughs> yeah that guy yeah i think it's exactly as you put it leon and that that go that goes for tabletop as well like the rules the things they're supposed to serve you to serve the story you're trying to tell to serve the game you're trying to play the fun you're having with your friends and if you allow yourself to be faster and looser with that for the good benefit of a fun story or an interesting character development and so on and so on, if the payoff is good enough, then that the, the, the tiny little details in between are less important. Like, um, okay, vampires can sprout demon wings and Alucard can sprout 
Angel Wings. Uh, do we need to know how or why? No, it's just cool and good contrast. And that's fine. Yeah. Narrative storytelling. Yeah. And visual. And I think, once again, I think that, um, just real quick, this show doesn't have bad voice actors, um, which is rare, rare, rare. Sometimes there's always like a couple like that. Uh, yeah, Richard uh, Armitage is Trevor. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. Uh, the guy who plays uh, uh, Thor and Ogreshield in The Hobbit. That's why I'm known. He's also um, Francis Dollarhide in uh, The Hannibal Show. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and for, uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, Graham McTavish is uh, Dracula. And he's he's great. Uh, I, I yeah. don't know if you guys know him, but he's like uh, just generally like every every scene where Dracula's in, despite like, I know he's like I don't know like nine foot tall in one scene for some reason, and then later on he's like only like seven foot. But it's fine. Don't worry about it. it, it like he died. He he shrinks. It's fine. Just don't leave him he in the fire. It's 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 okay. And it's it's, 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 it's like a fucking wool sweater. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I don't know. I like it's um. So, but he's so present. He's so fucking present in every scene. Like they sell him so fucking well. And I, whenever I talk about Dracula, I have these like PTSD flashbacks to like that other Netflix series with Dracula, where uh, I don't know if you guys ever seen that. I believe it was Netflix, um, where he like orders a lawyer on a, on an iPad after he um. Oh, yes. the fucking one that Stephen Moffat did. Yes. I hate this fucking show. <laughs> we can do a hate that episode on it another time. But... John, uh, John, a yeah. crit guy, did a really good video. Uh, uh, video mentioning it. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just like I that scene where he like is transported into contemporary times, like current times, and like orders a lawyer on an iPad out of nowhere. It's just Stephen Moffat. <laughs> the last thing you see in this world will be my. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if we can keep that in, um, but it's it's <laughs> it's um, in Minecraft. There we go. No, but um, it's it's just fuck. Was it? So that that scene, like that's uh, like a, that's my feet. That's my Vietnam. That's like that, da, da, da. like it's it's just it's that for me. Like that that project projected into my fucking like frontal lobes. Like, that's not how to do Dracula. And this is how to do Dracula, I think, or it is one of the many, uh, like, a couple possible um, iterations of to do Dracula. Um, like, even fucking uh, Dracula from uh, Van Helsing, the movie that I watched with dear friend Holly and Jay, uh, reason not that long ago. Uh, like, that's a better Dracula than fucking that Stephen Moffat Dracula. But anyway, my point <laughs> being is that it. This Dracula is like so present in every scene, and every scene he's in, he's in, he does something interesting, and like even like, okay, so this is not the voice actor's fault, but there's one annoying character called Godbrands. Doesn't matter. Don't need oh, to tell yeah. you about him. I'm so glad he dies. <laughs> they see this broken Dracula, and like Godbrand is so annoying. <laughs> That like Dracula, like there's some ember, like there's some fire to the embers for like a little for real quick, where he like corners Godbrand is like little Godbrand, like he's just like he's such an asshole to Godbrand, and Godbrand absolutely deserves it. He's a piece of shit, but like it's just I don't know the the once again the voice acting on display, like like he threatens him, but he does it with like um a soft spoken voice, and I think that to me is a great iteration of Dracula, like. 
I'm so much more mm-hmm. powerful than you, dude. Like, it, even now, broken, like, not having fat, like, I'm still could take you out. I don't even have to, like, extend any effort. <laughs> yeah, and I'm precisely. still gonna kick your ass. Yeah. And then Galbraith is a very unimpressive, like, vampire, but then we see him fight, like, his very own son, who is, we have seen many, a couple times, very strong. And, like, uh, I said earlier to Frank, like, <laughs> okay, we don't condone child violence uh, on this podcast, but we do. <laughs> Um, it's, it's. I don't know if I can keep that in. Actually. Probably not. Okay. Um, but I think that's a bit but, too um, much. But it's just spiraling. Um, no. But there's this scene where like Elucard does his little cool Dragon Ball Z after image, and like it's it's and then. Fucking Dracula grabs his own son by the fucking forehead. And if you watch any fucking shonen anime, you know that when one character grabs the other by the forehead, it's fucking over. And like, it's just, that's like the universal rule of like, well, this character's not going to win, my guy. I don't know what you were hoping for. And like, he slams into the fucking ground. And like, and then, you know, after this really cool fight scene, we do have like one of the scenes that always gets me. It's like, mm-hmm. and they end up in this, um, in this uh, chamber that used to be like elder cards. It's like, oh, I got baby chambers. Like, oh my God, it's my baby chamber. And he's like, oh God, it's my son's baby chamber. The, game, the guy that I'm killing. Ah, fuck. <laughs> and he's like, oh God, kill me now then. And for some reason, that should be anticlimactic for some reason, but it fucking isn't. It's beautiful. It's beautifully done. I'm like, it, like, it hits me every time. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like very, it's like, like we were saying earlier, like the show will have its, it's 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 goofy naruto fight scenes <laughs> and which always kick ass yeah um it'll have like it's really gruesome gory moments but then it'll have moments like when like dracula realizes what he's doing and he basically then just tells adrian to to, to, to stake him and like adrian does so like in his own childhood bedroom and it's like i, I no words it's like one which is of the... only the second most traumatic thing that happens in a room <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> yeah no like <laughs> and you would think that would be the most <laughs> yeah like... and like that moment isn't even what hits hardest for me that season what hits yeah. me the hardest is at the very end of that season when alucard's like yeah i'll i'll be holding down the fort well yeah. The only other two people in this world that I vaguely care about go off and fuck off and do their own adventures. Um, I'll just hang out here. Love you. Bye. And then you just see him in his father's chair, which is yeah. so big, he can't fill it. And he just like sits there and starts softly weeping. Yeah. And then it cuts to black. And I'm like, fuck! Because <laughs> yeah. like this is me getting a little personal but you can leave this in i first watched the show only a couple years after my mother died uh, with whom i had a weird relationship and so i was like oh no the show is about to kick me in the dick in a very personal way fuck and then it did um and so it's like moments like that where it's like goofy whips and you know (laughs) vampire nonsense and it does that and ends the season on that (laughs) like that's just how it ends that's some like red wedding shit like you know no definitely i I find it fascinating that like uh first off like such balls on the show filter like killing off dracula in like the second to last episode yeah or something 
Like not even like to, to just outside of like not giving to him the full four seasons, which would not have worked, by the way. Don't get me wrong, but it's still like per- perplexing that like the main dude like gets offed in like season two, and then like the castle's the main dude. That's yeah. the title of the show. Oh, that's the character, yeah. Which shout out to like that weird little cube, like the little D twenty that he like needs to roll to like you know teleport his castle. <laughs> Um, like that little magic cube that good. It's not a cube, but I forgot the word for it. It's it's a prism. I don't know. Um, so it's it's like I do find it very interesting that then uh, moving on to finally fucking uh, to season three, <laughs> and it's the season three is like so more toned down in a direct sense or like in in a sense of skill, mm-hmm. but it's not and scope as well. Yeah. Yes. Like thank you. I meant to say scope <laughs> in yeah. scope and like. It's it, Lindenfeld, by the way, is a real place. All the places that are named are real places. Mm. Um, the more you know. I don't know if Lindenfeld was actually like that. It was like once, once once ruled by like an evil bald dude or something. But it's like it's everywhere was once ruled by, by an evil, evil bald dude. dude. My <laughs> thoughts exactly. Dude, yeah, that kills that kills children. Um, it's like for for some reason colonialism. Yeah, it, I, I, maybe. Um, it, it's just I didn't know. Uh, I found that like. I, if any other show would have done that, I would have been like, "That's, I don't know what to do with that. That's bad. I don't like that." But this show kind of gets away with it, and once again, it's the magic of this show for me. Like, like, oh yeah, well, that kind of makes it more interesting because you do like have this little callback to this guy that like rules this village, and it gives you this cryptic hints like, hey, "I'm evil," but we don't know how evil. Like, what exactly? We know something is up with him, because once again, he's he's white and bald, so there's something up with him. <laughs> like, they don't make... Like, I'm sorry, that's just the rules of Western animation. It is. And it's... it's I don't I don't make the rules, but it's just... I don't know. So, there's, there's something... There's Foucault, something we're on to you. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> but, um... No, but, but there's something up with him, but... And then, like, St. Germain is introduced as well, and as we find out, and everybody's, like, I can suspend my disbelief. It's fine. But I just want to make fun of all the villagers that didn't like put any critical thinking into the little, the little, um, the, the night creature that gets yeeted into the fucking chapel or the abbey or something. Um, and we even see the lights go like, and we, like we see the little disco lights and it's, it's, um, and like, Oh yeah. The, the monks are like clearly clearly like not okay, but we don't put this any. This is a Reddit thought. atheist show. <laughs> it is precisely. It is. It's like oh, they believe in God. There's dumb dumbs. Like, there's yeah. such a well regulated militia. Like just go look in the basement just to be sure. Like the, Salah is such a fascinating character because he has one of my favorite lines. Like oh. You're acting me as I'm crazy, and <laughs> this man is clearly crazy. Which once again beautifully communicated through the animation, because he has these, like these these facets of eyes, like looking at you, like constantly, like am I crazy? Like yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Anyway, sorry, but which one relates me to the question? Uh, do you guys have a favorite line in all of this series? Fuck. I'll I'll you card sitting there being like. I'm going insane. And then he just like takes a drink of wine. That's, <laughs> That's good. all time, all time favorite. 
also yeah. like him and Ali, uh, him and Trevor being like, oh, fuck you or whatever. Itchy, like they're little, itchy, itchy, fuck you. Like, yeah, yeah I, I think like Outlook card going like, I'm becoming Belmont. Oh no. Oh God, I'm going like that, that, Pretty good. That um, is, I, will... I make them kiss with my velvet gold mother Barbies. <laughs> As you should. It's yeah. uh, I, well, it has to be the polycule though. It has course. to be the threesome. Yeah, it's um, I see you and I'll raise you. Um, if I have to call you sir, I'm gonna live in a village with a mad woman. I'll probably eat my eyes while I'm asleep. Uh, but when Isaac is like sees the big mirror and like has this fun little encounter with uh this weird old forge master, which um I I love that Isaac's journey like properly begins because Isaac is really interesting. Yeah. And has this very touching backstory, as we know, as we find out in season two about like, oh, like his unrequited love and blah blah blah. But his, but the showers were like, oh, you thought that was tragic? Well, <laughs> hold on. And Isaac, I love him because he does exactly what I would do with magical powers, and it's like sit at campfires at night and like have cryptic conversations with like night demons or something. Like you know, it's like it's fun, and it's, <laughs> he just like I don't know. I I uh, and then he like. But he's not—he's not malicious. He's like so. He, I don't know how to. I still don't know how to describe him. But he's, he's like not quite nihilistic either. Yeah. yeah. Well, he has this nice journey with it. It's not like yeah. he doesn't have his full like. I don't know how to say this. Like Batman as like I don't know like oh the world is shit whatever. It's he he suffers very loudly, mm-hmm. but then the moment he sees evidence to approach it from like an analytical point of view. He, moment, the moment he sees like counter evidence, he does still take that seriously. He doesn't let bitterness consume him wholly, which is like the thing we have seen with especially men so many times. Um, it's, and I do find that fascinating, um, very much so. And that I, I love that there's this in season three. There's this little like uh, unbalanced um, like uh, angel and devil on his shoulder, where it's like. The captain and the uh, merchant, uh, mirror merchant, are like, "Hey, smile more." No, he, they don't say that. But they're like, "Hey, take this, take this mirror for free." And the other one's like, "Yeah, I'll take your money, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll accept you for who you are, even if you have literal demons with you." Which kudos to that captain. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Alan. Uh, what's his name again? The guy who voices the captain uh, was in the wire. Uh, Lance Riddick, uh, yeah. Lance Riddick. He, uh, he, uh, yeah, he voiced that captain, I believe, and he uh, is he's great as well. No bad voice actors, like I said. <laughs> uh, and then there's the final scene that I referenced earlier. There's a wizard in the castle somewhere that I see encounters, and he has no trip. All wizards need to look good. That's just a rule. That like they they all need to be decked out in something fierce. And that guy looks like a fucking I don't know, like Schlons. How do you say that? How do you say this? Um, he just looks like I don't know. He looks terrible. That's all I'm saying. Always just needs to look cool. That's that's. I don't make the rules. I mean, for someone who's kind of building their own city out of you know control dreams and disposable labor. Yeah. Um, (laughs) out of controlled bodies of an entire village, you basically conquered. It's like have a sense of style, man. Like at least you know if you're like a if you're a tyrant at least you can dress good like that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I think a thing that like because it's like season season three doesn't have the like plot that seasons yeah. one and two yeah. have, but 
and like it has such a much more uh, a smaller scope as we said that i think what it really excels at because it's like i feel like season two builds to this and season three is where we really get to explore the, the relationships between all of these people and connections yeah. like season two is so focused on like dracula's here baby that like we can't do much else and now that dracula's gone it's like oh that vacuum that he left now like how are these characters actually interacting with each other what are they doing how do they feel about each other and i feel like the show's really good at exploring those connections and how like relationships and everything like affect them um so i feel like where it like lacks in scope um it makes up for with just like getting to know the characters more yeah, yeah exactly definitely and i think and setting up drama <laughs> and i think like it, it's isaac right like uh, isaac is becomes the one the new protagonist of the show and really um i i last thing i wanted to mention about him um because it's quite a lot uh but his his reflections about you know he he is a sufi muslim and he believes and and, and wants to um in the face of this ho horrific world where he is a forge master uh, creating d night creatures, which are kind of like, you know, bodies given dead souls from hell that become kind of demons. Um, in that he's like, okay, but how, how do I understand this in face of what I understand the world to be and what I believe? Yeah. And that effort of like understanding and flexibility that like, you know, I, my own faith isn't, um, I mean, I'm speaking for him, but also myself. It's not, it, it doesn't have all the answers. It's not a closed system. Like, it needs to be flexible. It needs to be willing to change. And Isaac looks at it and is like, well, maybe, maybe truly the, this is a, a, another way of interpreting the work I do and being a forge master. And maybe he's wrong. And I think he is aware of that, that he's not sure about it. But he's worth, he's investigating that. He's looking into that. He's exploring this. And um, in this exploration of his own faith and his role, so to speak, as a human being and a forge master, uh, he's understanding as well like the place he wants to be and who he wants to be. And I feel like that is... Such... For being... Oh, sorry, Frank. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, the, uh, and I think that's just such great character development. Just so fun to see that arc take place. Yeah, for being such a red atheist show where like Christianity is involved, it's like weirdly good. Yes, <laughs> uh, spectacular even about exploring what a Sufi Muslim, who is also a, a, a weird nihilistic forge master <laughs> night demon guy, like what that looks like, and actually taking that seriously. Yes, there might be a a, a critique of like Orientalism mm -hmm. in there of like, ooh, that's the the mystic one and christianity's not or something um ignoring the rich tradition of christian mysticism <laughs> but um but regardless the reddit atheist show could have been way worse about this yeah. and it's quite good about it yeah no it, it's i i find it funny because they kind of as as this random uh remnant of <clears throat> at a rate uh reddit atheism there is like they kind of have to embrace Isaac because Isaac is like exploring this, uh, this world in an empirical matter. And Reddit atheists probably think that empiricism is like, oh well, that belongs to us or whatever. You know, the rational people. And like, I don't know, I don't know. It's um, 
because once again, he. I will give the show credit. Uh, I will give the show credit because he does have this fascinating line about like, um, <laughs> about like, oh, I can't believe I've stopped praying. I can't believe I have dev- uh, stopped devoting myself. Yes, which I find mm. like fascinating. And it's like, do you want to bury? It's like, <laughs> I find him so fascinating. And it's, it's okay. Well, I don't know the justification for like him then still going after Hector. I don't think it's very good, and I think it's a bit bit of a stumbling block but i do want him to go after uh hector and camilla so it's fine it's okay he's allowed to do it but it's like uh, like if i have to put on my critical glasses here for a second i'm like okay well uh, i i the the <laughs> the end stage of his rhetoric and like exploration is so final and well-rounded that it almost feels weird for him to do that i would argue like i suppose and he he gives this once again so, so, such a more decent explanation than most shows give uh, a lot of characters. And he gives this very decent explanation of like, well, I would always fear Camilla's ambition and so forth and so on. And so, you know, I, I get why he needs to do that. And uh, I, I'm going to have, have, have one more rant in me and I'm so sorry for like <laughs> to going on about this. But Carmilla like is such a beautiful example to me and I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on it. Is a beautiful example to me of like white feminism and bourgeois feminism, um, as in like definitely like oh gaslight like, keep girl boss <laughs> <laughs> Carmilla the and the, the they didn't make her a lesbian though in a man okay. <laughs> yeah like well, well to to talk about the sexual point real quick like and, and a thing that I find very interesting um, is exactly that um, which is such an interesting subset of uh, white feminism bourgeois feminism. It's that she herself, she came in this one time into the room like, oh, I have three snoring boys uh, in this room and I still hear you guys. Like She's allowed to talk about her sex life. And then when Lenore talks about her sex life with Hector, she's like, gross, don't do that. I don't need to hear that. So there's maybe some like vampire or like not fucking humans kind of thing going on that it's not okay. Maybe it's a vampire human thing. But I like to think that once again, so he, she's allowed to talk about like her domination of men in a sexual manner because this enriches her narrative. And when mm-hmm. like Lenore does that, and she enjoys it apparently. Once again, I'm not condoning Lenore and Isaac, uh, Lenore and Hector's relationship. Once again, sirens are going off. But it's 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 but it, it is like so perfectly um, embedded in her dialogue and character that she continuously like I don't know like. <laughs> Not that she you can't denounce men. I love to doing that all the time. But every full moon, I do it at least once now. But it's um, <laughs> I, not that you can't denounce men, but she, like, well, we see it. We see her go crazy, like, fucking men. <laughs> like, like I, I need to oppress people. Me, a woman. <laughs> it's just like me, this very privileged. Well, I mean, I think it's so telling that she kills herself before letting, yeah. like, a man kill her. And she, and, and she yeah. does that by stabbing herself in the chest and we call that yeah. a a booby trap there you go anyway it's <laughs> frank your internet should break again <laughs> we didn't need to bring you back for that joke <laughs> no it's great and you guys are just jealous that's fine no um no it's it's uh I, i'm so sorry i saw it and i was like i'm gonna make this into the episode it's gonna make it the episode it's, no matter what this will make it into the episode <laughs> it's just I, I had to think about it and you guys you guys had to think about it too um but yeah no i think that's a great point uh by the way 
probably my favorite scene, like like animation wise, in the entire show. Uh, the fight between Isaac and Carmilla. It's just kiss. I mean, in a show where that has excellent fight yeah. choreography and animation, because it's not afraid to just be like, let's get goofy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like it's yeah. Definitely, like the the shot where Isaac in his beautiful new little uh, outfit, like walks up the stairs drenched in blood, is oh, oh it's if it's, I, I I need to make that my my phone screensaver or something. I don't know. It's 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 so good. It looks so beautiful. One thing that I mentioned earlier that I I feel like I don't think the show is gratuitous with its graphicalness. Uh, however, I do have some qualms, and I think by by the end of season four, I was like, "Do we need to go over this again?" Uh, where basically, uh, unless you're one of the few who are capable, who are skilled and powerful, you're basically a puny villager who will die. Yeah. This is not your world, uh, and uh, to a degree, like I get the point. It's like, okay, this is. A different world. Uh, there's are uh, these other weird, mystical, hostile forces, and you know, regular human being would have a lot of trouble surviving that. But on the other hand, it it still keeps a sense that um, you know, this this world is not for you. And like, I I'm more frustrated than not when you know wherever Saifa goes, she basically needs to tell people how to organize and you know live in a somewhat sanitary and healthy way because people can't figure anything out by themselves. Yeah, this is a really interesting show for elitist theory and I purposely uh once again I might once again I might write a little bit about something, but I, I, I purposely didn't brought it up. I don't mind you bring it up by the way, Frank. But it's, it's... <laughs> medieval people were stupid and believed in God and didn't take showers and didn't know how to do things. Yeah. And I don't know. We do have this very small counter of like the groups of people uh, that travel with the Alucard of the castle uh, to the castle with the Alucard. And they're they nice. They're normal people. They, they they fight. They put up a fight, and that's nice. But they still need to be saved uh, by, like, once again, our, the gang. Um, so we purpose. I don't know, I, me purposefully, I haven't talked about death because I think he's stupid. Uh, I don't think he's a good inclusion <laughs> or a good a, a note to end on. I think he's such... No, it's not death. So... They betray everything this show like did well in the final two episodes, where they like literally stand still in front of like a magic wall and like no, it's not death like like actual like death. It's it's a vampire that like uh like they, it took the name of death and like it's like spirit also, but it's still a vampire. But he's a like a death element. Like, look at his teeth. He's a vampire. Trust me. It's like it's alchemy bullshit. Bullshit. So yeah, the alchemy stuff was like kind of built up. A lot better um just like death but not really death don't worry about it like there's no but but, but the vampire called death i'm like no don't why would you ever do and that isn't it varney? Still. Hmm, sorry and isn't it varney that's death yeah. or is it the other one yeah no, 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 it, it's... varney the fucking vampire what a stupid vampire to make the one that's death yeah. <laughs> you know? it's, it's I, I, I don't know like it's, it's like like another time he's like an, an elk Shout out to Sean Germain, who, like, is so obsessed with getting pussy that he doesn't wonder <laughs> if, like, some weird fucking alchemist in the Infinite Corridor is, like, sincere about it. And it's, like, um... <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Between the, the, the wife guys in this show, 
uh, Dracula is far superior to Saint Germain because Dracula is a clear plan. Dracula has a clear, simple plan. Or or Saint Germain is just a bumbling fool. I I mean, he's, uh, once again, voice of Bill Nye is great, by the way. Um, It's, uh, I believe, Bill Nye. Oh my god, Malcolm McDowell played him. Really? Wow. (laughs) Yes. I am just now seeing this. Okay. But, um, uh, fuck. So, the thing that I, uh, just to reiterate that, once again, uh, Saifa, I like her a lot. But she is not given, like, very interesting dialogue, I would argue. And she has to do, in in season two especially, she has to do a lot of the emotional labor for men. Which is an interesting notion. And, uh, once again, we don't have time to talk about it now. But... Uh, and this is also where I need to give the disclaimer. I should have done this. Um, I might have recorded. I don't know. I will she's this a strong and... woman written by Reddit atheists. No, she's written by um, Warren Ellis, who had multiple uh, allegations made against him uh, about, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, sexual misconduct. And uh, so <laughs> the way, once again, yeah, strong women, yes. Women strong, good, cool. Um, some women get agency and like not only agency but like get built up a little bit better and like have a bit more character to them and i would say that saifa's character although endearing is not very well rounded um and that kind of goes for sadly uh like once again carmilla is just insert for in my humble opinion from by bourgeois feminism and then you have lenore who is like Diplomacy, <laughs> like I don't know what what her angle is. I find her once again. I find her interesting. This once again, the show is so much better than its part. But uh, uh, and then the the, the the culmination of this show, philosophy of how to treat women, where there's a beautiful woman in Saint Germain's visions or Saint Germain's uh, history, and that has is fully rendered but doesn't have a voice. And I'm like, hmm, yeah. that's that's very interesting. <laughs> you know what Cipher reminds me of. Cypher reminds me of, like, a protagonist in a, like, sort of, like, post-Hunger Games young adult novel <laughs> whose only exists, whose only purpose is to, like, be right over everyone else. And, like, her only function is to, like, yeah. tell other people how they're wrong or, like, yeah. and not in a scoldy way, but she's just yeah. there to, like, be the one who's correct. He's no, the one who will instruct and will help people survive and build a village because villagers don't know how to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got all I got all my rants out, so you guys can just <laughs> if there's anything, go ahead. I'm so sorry. I want to talk about gay shit. Okay, go ahead. Of course. <laughs> By all um, means. Yeah. So, like, I feel like again, I don't know the game, so I don't know how gay they are. Um, I, I already told you. Like, I showed you the boots, Jay. Christ. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, um, like I find it interesting that you know the first two seasons. Obviously, people were like, "Make Trevor and Al Ucard kiss," right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was like a huge. I was like, "Please make them kiss." <laughs> and then, like the third season, it's like we do get an explicitly like, obviously not not like labeled bisexual but like alucard adrian like 
has sex with a man and a woman. Yeah, and it like, makes out with a guy, mm-hmm. like, very purposefully. Yeah, yeah. And, um, by the way, the, the man and the woman, their initials are TNS, as in Trevor and Sypha. But, um... <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah, because it's, like, uh, Taka and Sumi, or... Yeah. Is that their names? Yeah. Yeah. It's just Trevor and Sypha. <laughs> um which is why it hurts so bad when they do what they do to him um but it's like and it's not just again kind of what leon and i talked about in our episode but it's like it's not just that like oh value cards queer but it's like we see a a extremely explicit sex scene with them and it's like that plus the addition of like the like concept of the the rebus like the alchemical ultimate fusion of a man and a woman's soul together into like one hermaphroditic being um and i know that's a problematic term but it's yeah. like the concept of it right? in the medieval um, context it's what it was called yeah exactly and so it's like i find it like interesting how this show includes those things while i wouldn't necessarily like like this isn't a queer show in the way that like interview with the vampire yeah is a yeah. queer show and not just because there's more sodomy in <laughs> interview with the vampire but it's like i feel like there's not a lot of like queerness except for oh alucard is having a threesome with a man and a woman at the same time and there's some like gender happening at times but then it doesn't feel like a very like queer show yeah otherwise i don't know what other thoughts are but like i'm still shocked that they include how like graphically that sex scene um but um i think it's telling that it's a scene that eventually turns out to be sexual assault um like the, the queerness that we see in this show is yeah. a person probably losing their you know having sex for the first time um being sexually assaulted um as a queer person not cool um (laughs) (laughs) warren (laughs) (laughs) um but still the fact that like it wasn't just like a queer baby kind of thing i don't know what y'all's thoughts are on it yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> that's why I said everything, Frank. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. Uh, the one thing I, w- I wanted to add with that, which I think was, uh, quite fun, and it's it's very small, almost throwaway, but I feel like that's that's nice. Which is uh, in, in four season after all that, uh, and uh, you know, Al- Alucard meets uh greta and which is like the leader of the the village which basically now lives around and in the castle and he pretty adrian pretty much tells her everything that happened and tells her that's like yeah no so so these two we don't see the scene but it's like he tells her everything and then Mm -hmm. she goes like i've I've, I've had a, a, a boyfriend a girlfriend at the same time um they didn't try to kill me though oh wait yeah Yeah, I think one did. Yeah, no, maybe. It's tough. It's tough. So it's like that 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 was very short, very simple, but that's like both interesting and silly all at once. Uh, but yeah, again, it's yeah. just it's a snippet, right? We don't get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's still it's, it's not a clear show. It could have been. Yeah. I don't need it to be interview with the vampire, yeah. but yeah. I feel like it has these little 
moments of potential but then doesn't explore that in relation to into the characters exactly more um like it just sort of exists just to like i feel like the the queerness there just exists so that adrian has something to do (laughs) trevor and sypha are gone and to give him a reason to then be mad at humans again yeah yeah i I agree i think it's like the the very subtle i mean the whole thing it's in terms of queerness like very subtle nods even when they're not there uh, even aside from that scene so like it doesn't it didn't need to be interview with vampire but like it could have you know a few more explorations a few more conversations there are a lot of people chat a lot in this show and they're good Mm -hmm. dialogue most of the time so you know maybe you could have explored a little bit more about that you know it's like uh, what does Alucard want? You know, out of you know being with someone, what's that mean for him now? Um, they they very clearly like to get get back into like the androgyny of Alucard of Adrian, like he, like it, 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 the bisexuality bisexuality was written across his face from like the first episode, so to speak. Oh yeah, and it's oh like, look at those belts. <laughs> <laughs> like and I don't know I. I, I, I do feel like it, it wouldn't have hurt to like give us one give us more form of intimacy or at the very least like reference it like to have like the two explicit sex scenes to be like a form of either deep manipulation therefore sexual assault or just direct sexual assault is like I don't know it's 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 it's, it's unfortunate like there is something to say if you're that type of person um that like oh well you know there's there's an uh it was like a side-by-side comparison like trevor was getting like you know manipulated and assaulted and that's heterosexual and and like but and um which is which is fine because she's french or something i don't know and she is but it's um i believe french in this show all the bad people are french (laughs) No, but Lenore is, uh, I believe, French. Uh, she has this, uh, the name, first of all, but there's also this very quick uh, anecdote about, like, oh, Englishmen, like, uh, walking through our uh, poop shoot or whatever it's called in the castle. I don't know. Like, the, the latrine thing oh. with knives in their uh, mouths. And that means she's, uh, she says she's 200 years old, which means she's in the 1400s. So that's probably the um, Centaur War between France and England. It's is twelve hundred forty, I think. Otherwise, she would be like two hundred fifty. So that's that's. Anyway, nobody cares about that. I'm so sorry. Um. Anyway, it's it's it's. <laughs> so, but besides her being French, like there's this um this this side by side comparison going on. So maybe it was like ah shit, like we do we do fuck with we do fuck up the queers here a little bit. But uh, listen, it happens to the straights too. Look. Look, look, here's, here's them fucking. And I don't know. It's it's, it's bad too. Look. <laughs> I guess it's this very lazy, I don't know. Uh, here's two different people getting screwed over in sexual assault. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, um, I don't, I don't want to end on that note. It's a bit dark. Um, I don't uh, know. If no, I, I know the, note, the note I want to end on okay. is that, like, I wish we could have had the, the intimate conversations that, you know, Isaac has with his understanding of the world and his faith yeah. for uh, for Adrian and his sexuality or his relationships or what he wants now. Because or we any... get like this broader picture of like, oh, how his 
life socially is going to be, but not intimately. And, you know, we, we could have had a little bit more of that. Oversight. And I feel like the whole point of Adrian is his relationships to other people and how yes. he sees himself in them. Because for so much of the show, he is only defined by his relationship to his father, his liter- exactly. name literally being Alucard. And, like, he is the character that is relationships embodied. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, he, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I think, too, well, okay, this is not necessarily very happy now, but I do think that, and there's a challenge for uh, that they haven't risen up to in the first season of Castlevania Nocturne. I have a happy note to end on. When you're done. <laughs> it's 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 um, I don't think that's very done very well, and that's problematic because they're dealing with the French Revolution at that point, which is a deeply political point in time, and so forth and so on. But um, I do think like one flaw of this show, which I think was like, oh, that that for me would have like you know, it's it's good, sometimes great, and otherwise it would have been like amazing or like the, one of the best things that I've ever consumed is if the uh, characters actually had proper philosophical conversations. There is this very mm-hmm. lackluster conversation between Lenore and Hector. At the end, like, power is this. And power is not strength. Like, Christ. Like, semantics, really? Like, at the... Oh, I don't like the semantics argument because sometimes word choice does matter. But this was... This felt very, like, like lackluster. Like, it was... It, it didn't need to be there. She could just, just like, ran into a song and fucking kill herself. Like, it's just... It would have been fine. And I don't know. I, and there were so many of these, like, like Trevor having like a wisecrack about like something. I don't know. And like and like, oh, the, the, you, we've been living your life now. We're living mine. Like Christ, dude, just fucking get over your fucking self. And I know. Sorry. So yeah, I, I I do feel like some proper fucking philosophical, well-rounded characters would have made this show like, oh, mm. anyway, maybe the, the other one will do that. Gotcha. I know to end on was that I'm really happy that they made the vampires have lisps. Okay, I think I don't know if that's the teeth or that's just them doing a bad European accent, but maybe a bit of both. Yes, it's <laughs> so good. So it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, my final note is that um, you know I'm I'm glad that you know after. Uh, uh, actually, my final note is that uh-huh. Dracula has immaculate drip, and uh, <laughs> that's that's what we Drip-ing. should all aspire to. Because he even looks good in stolen clothes, as we find out at the end. And drip if, if you don't know what that means, go watch the show. I don't want to talk about the ending of the show because it's not good. Uh, <laughs> still, it's, I'm sorry, it's just not good. Like anyway, so we we don't have to talk about that. Uh, still ending on the best summer note. Go fuck yourself. Have a nice day, and thank you so much for listening. Um, go find Jay, where podcasts are found. Just type in Jay, and Jay will pop now. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> go listen to the tennis subject and the amazing library punk. The Jay is on there, and we've been on there. Uh, mm-hmm. so, we have. So I've been on there twice. Talk about the Netherlands and stuff. That's that's fun. You want to know what the Netherlands right? Doesn't. Anyway. Um, you should, you should. No, no, it's, it's uh, whatever. Anyway, so, um, yeah, go find Jay. Or or, or don't, but, but do, though. Do. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Jay. Thank you so much, everyone. Yay, vampires. Spooky. Vampires. Ooh. Yeah.